Hello! Welcome back! After like a month to Carplay Games North America, we are starting things off with Actun Cthulhu! Uh, a big thank you to Modifius for uh, supplying Garblay Games with a copy of the brand new edition of Actun Cthulhu, which we'll be playing tonight and for the next few weeks. We're going to be doing the Romanian Imperative, uh, which is one of the published adventures that they put out for the system. And uh, yeah, yeah, this is uh, the first foray into 2D20 for many of us. So this will be fun and interesting and a learning experience. And in the theme of Cthulhu that we've done for like the last six months <laughs> we're not cthulhu out at all um so let's do a round table everybody why don't we introduce our characters maybe tell us who your character is kind of like what your your specialty is because everyone's gonna have their own specialty and maybe why you've been recruited by section m to be a part of the secret war for those at home who don't know so actun cthulhu takes place during world war ii it is like a secret war during the war so it's like the occult and cthulhu and the supernatural war that is happening behind the scenes while the while the while world war ii is waging on and these fine folks here are agents of section m who are members of the and a faction taking on this secret war so that's that's actun cthulhu and the setting uh, Jeff gets to me first as as Pavel. I'm Pavel Voracek. I am I am very interesting, mysterious cult leader. I am from Central. No, this is gonna be terrible. <laughs> You're Borat. Uh, you gotta stop me. My name is <laughs> a little bit like that. Yeah. So I am Pavel Voracek. I am. Uh, I think I'm originally from Czechoslovakia, and uh, but I travel. I travel quite considerably. Um, I'm a cultist. I'm a I'm a spiritual leader. I am a dreamwalker, man. I get into people's dreams, uh, and uh, I am a, a lingo. I'm very smart. I'm academic. I'm and uh, a mystic. Cast spells. Apparently, I also carry a. Uh, I have a, a, a very special animal named Gregor, who I carry in a wicker basket on my back. Uh, who will uh, will be seeing uh, regularly throughout. I thought about. I thought about bringing back Alf. Uh, yeah. From, oh. uh, <laughs> but I figure that didn't go well for for evan's character so let me oh. just do something else and if you've ever seen a marmot because that's what it is it's a marmot it's it's pretty fantastic but yeah that's my guy he uh he speaks a couple different languages i imagine he's with the group because he is a linguist he's well traveled over central europe uh i think of him like a wandering like folklorist anthropologist type and uh he's got some uh yeah he, he can kind of get in there with the uh with the dark forces he he summons some things from time to time that he probably shouldn't so yeah it's just weather jeremy he just summons weather it's a weather storm. wizard storm i'm a little i just i'm a hodgepodge of like 10 different comic book characters so. <laughs> excellent that's bubble but bubble well, we we definitely need a linguist ling, ling, oh boy i'm very good at the languages yeah we need that because before this was like, hey, does anybody speak or understand German? Is like, nope. <laughs> We're going behind enemy like... lines here, folks. It's good if we know German. <laughs> uh, Megan, you're playing Ruby. Am yeah, I'm playing Ruby McKay? She is from Moose Jail, Saskatchewan. Oh, uh, yes, right. And um, she is. She lives alone. Like 35, she's worked in uh, Veroba's diner uh, her entire life. Uh, all of a sudden, this quiet, 
um gentleman walks in um roger it turns out to be the love of her life uh world war ii happens uh he gets conscript conscripted and goes off to england there's nothing in moose jaw for ruby so she follows him um always been a bit of a fanatic with knives um naturally she becomes uh like a field nurse right um for the british army and um she her her regiment along with roger um was like on uh, off duties in the eastern part of london when you know barrage happens building falls on entire regiment except for ruby um she wakes up in a hospital uh not not a scratch on her and um ever since then she's kind of heard roger's voice in the back of her head you know always kind of had a foot uh on the other side and uh, it turns out that she ended up um helping a major on the front lines when uh she you know she started having conversations with her beloved um and he recruited her thought you know here's this uh here's this nurse with good with knives and so forth so we'll see where she goes nice we got a canadian i love it continue on the trend but it's not a um what the hell's the surname riverby riverby yeah <laughs> the hell's the surname <laughs> that he always uses it's not a Riverby. All right. Uh, Aaron, you're playing Harry <laughs> Hammer? What's it? Uh, yep, yep. So uh, I'm playing Captain Harry Hammer. He's, uh, if you looked at him, you'd think he's about 30, probably played football in college, uh, but he's not just brawn, he's brains too, because he is, when he was in college, he studied experimental physics and engineering. But then the war kicked off in, in Europe and he joined the U.S. Army. Of course, while he was in basic training, they recognized that uh, he had some smarts to him, too. So he was pulled out of basic training. Uh, they put captain's bars on his shoulders and he was put in the majestic section of the mm. U.S. military to study special weapons and special weapon development. Um, and that's where he really started to shine as an engineer uh, in helping to develop some of these special weapons projects. Um, but he was also a good soldier. So uh, when the time came to send a liaison officer to Section M, he was selected because they wanted to both field test some of the weapons that were coming out of Majestic, and they wanted somebody with his eyes and ears on the prize collecting information about section m weaponry and perhaps black sun weaponry and natural weaponry so he's he's got his own missions from majestic that have uh, that have brought him over here but uh, he is dedicated to stopping the axis threat so that will be his prime responsibility yeah cool you get all the weird weapons from majestic yeah, he said he carries an E-bar, which is a which is a, a, a lightning gun, and an electrified trench knife. Yeah, I don't know so what I've cool. done by allowing that. We'll find out. We'll see what that looks like. I have read through this, and there are some pretty tough opposition. So we'll see. You might need the. You haven't e seen nothing yet. It'll okay. be fine. We will go through this like 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 tornado through cornfield. <laughs> I will say he uh his one of his engineering talents or his boffin talent. That's the class he is a boffin. So kind of a intellectual scientist. 
and he's a dilettante, which means he's kind of a jack of all trades, master of none. But he took prototype, um, and he is the first prototype he designed is is a, is a device that uh, um, mimics the talent hard as nails. And then uh, his other his two other talents are are defensive. So when he's fighting. Uh, when he's when he's taking ranged fire, when he's when he's getting shot at, the difficulty to hit him is increased by one. Mm. And then his third talent was engineering. Uh, and for that, for this adventure, he's made his E-bar, his lightning gun, reliable. So the first time mm. and the re- that, I bring this up now because the first time I roll a complication with it. The complication doesn't count the first right. time. So that, you know, you don't blow me up because you roll like you know, five after that on the complication table for the E-bar and they are ugly consequences. You know, you can always just give me two threat and make that complication go away, though. That's true. I, 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 you know, I'm a big Modifius fan and I will throw threat at you like nobody's business. Oh, so that means I need to use it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To make complications go away. Just give me threat. It's that simple. Uh, okay. Last but not least, we have Jonathan Morris, or Sergeant yeah. Jonathan Morris. That's right. I'm playing Sergeant Jonathan Morris, my soldier, career head knocker. Now, rumor has it that a year ago I died, but the powers that be decided that I should get an experimental blood transfusion, and it got me on my feet. That's great. Except now I'm kind of a deathly shade of pale. I find myself increasingly detached from the horrors of the world and the people within it. It's okay, though, because that spark, that fire that gets me out of bed wanting to break people's face and crunch their bones, I still got that. So I'm going to make the best of my second chance, and I'm glad to go wherever they send me. <laughs> and, yeah, so you told me we're playing, like, pulp action in World War II, and I can be, like, some twisted super soldier. I 100% picked up a shield. I'm going to shield punch people all to hell. It's going to be great. Yeah. That's the cool thing about the character creation. This is like, you can be a regular soldier or you can kind of like get into the spells and then you can spells can kind of function as superpowers. Cause there is a super soldier or experimental soldier talent here. It's yeah. really neat. It's cool. You can, it's so this fun. is very pulpy. Think like Hellboy levels of world war two pulp going on here mixed with like captain American stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> the chat is uh, very excited that your back is walking. <laughs> yeah, man, you're like you took you took like Claymore's like abilities and you combined them with like Marshallson's abilities. Yeah, that's like, right. I love it. It's like these two powers combined into one. That's yeah, true. Wonderful shield bash. Uh, and Evan, exciting. Evan will be joining us, but he can't make it tonight. He'll be playing Henri. He's a uh, French. Is he a member of the resistance? I don't know. French. I'm not. I'm not quite too sure. I just know he's French. Sounds made up. He's yeah, French. right. But I don't know if he's <laughs> French Canadian or like French French. No, he's probably Henri Riverby. Henri Riverby. <laughs> Let's see. I can, yeah, it's a good call. <laughs> I wish he would be. Is he a Riverby? No, I, don't, I can't even pronounce his last name. And I'm not going to attempt to because I'm it terrible. It is French for Riverby. <laughs> it's French. It is. Uh, okay, I, so you can trust me. I am linguist. <laughs> <laughs> Quick rundown of the rules. This is a 2d20 system. So for every test, you're always throwing 
at least two d20 you're gonna roll one for your skill and one for the attribute i'll tell you which of which you're gonna use so it isn't like agility is always tied to a certain skill like it'll be situational and you'll want to roll underneath uh the two numbers combined. So if you have an a 10 for an agility and a five for fighting, you want to roll under 15. Uh, that That's your target number you want to get under. Each die you roll underneath that's a success. If you roll a one, you get two successes. Uh, extra successes go into the party momentum. We'll talk about momentum here in a moment. Uh, but they're going to have a target number of successes you want to achieve to be successful for any given test. Uh, you can buy additional D20s up to a maximum of five by spending momentum. If you don't have momentum and you want to use the cool things that momentum allows you to do you can give me threat and that will allow you to gain some momentum so there's always a way to gain it outside of rolling successes if you roll a 20 that is a complication and we were talking about complications earlier that's bad things that i introduced to the scene but you can also buy away complications by giving me two threat it's great you can just make it go away uh that's the basics of the game. You all start with fortitude, three fortitude, which allow for special things to happen. Uh, you, or I'm sorry, not fortitude, fortune. And fortune is only regained at the beginning of a new adventure. So keep that in mind. You have three fortune, but when you spend it, it's gone. It says that there are, you know, if your GM's nice, they can, you know, give it to you at their discretion, but I'm not nice. So hang on to that three <laughs> fortune for as long as you can. But... I put handouts in the game here. If you go over there, there's things for fortune spends, momentum spends and such. Jeff also shared some excellent documents before this, but things fortune can do is give you automatically give you a critical success by your reroll, uh, additional major action in combat. You get a minor action and a major action, avoid defeat. So avoid dying. Uh, so fortune is very important. So keep in mind, you have three and you're probably going to only have three for this whole adventure, not per session for the whole adventure. Now, um, are you gonna are you gonna allow the the rule of voluntary failure? Like, if I've got a skill test and I voluntarily fail it to get a fortune point back, oh, that's one of the ways of regaining. Fortune. Oh, I will fail every. Time. I was gonna say <laughs> it's just like a menial rule. You're all just gonna be like, I don't well, care. It, I fail. Says, I, fail. I mean, the rules the rules say it can't be a zero difficulty, and and there you know there has to be consequences. Okay. To the failure, okay. So. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. I like it. Let's do it. I like that a lot. Okay. Uh, so that's rolling. That's how the dice work. That's how this all kind of plays out with the 2D20 system. So 2D20 on every roll to a maximum of 5D20, which you can purchase through momentum and and threat and such. Um, what else? What else? What else we got in the system that we want to talk about? We got momentum. There's general momentum spends. There's things you can spend momentum on in combat specifically. Uh, you can buy additional D20s, like I said. You can create a truth. Uh, every character, scene, NPC, PC, you have some truths to you. Uh, and these are things that that drive or, 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 or can be manipulated about a scene or a person. So you can buy truths to, to change a scene. You can introduce something or maybe take something away um, from a given scene or, or an NPC you're encountering. Um, you can also that, use your personal truths. Like if a personal truth that you have lines up with what you're trying to do, mm. you can see if that will reduce the difficulty of, of the task. Like, yeah. 
like my, I'm a trained marksman. So let's say I was at extreme range and it was going to be a difficulty target of three. I could say, well, I'm a trained marksman. Can is does that difficulty is only two? Mm-hmm. There, there are other ways the truth, your personal truths, can be used too. And in combat, you can even create truths um, mm-hmm. as well for a combat scene. So there's all kinds of cool things. It's it's neat. There's a lot of ways to play with this. Uh, I think that's it for the overview. Do you guys have any questions about it? We'll just kind of dive in and play. Hey, did we get anything for Chuck giving us 200 bits? Oh, Chuck gave you 200 bits? Damn it. I have to give you something. Um, uh, but that's to slap Jeremy with a tentacle. I'll give him that. (laughs) (laughs) You got it, Chuck. No, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I'll let you start with two momentum. So momentum, we'll talk about that. I think, uh, you can only have a maximum of six momentum at any time. And you lose one momentum at the end of every scene. So when we shift from scenes, it's always going to tick down. So it encourages you mm. to spend that momentum. And it's a group momentum um, that you have. So everybody kind of picks from that pool. So you can see if it's sitting there and you know you're going into another scene and you're sitting at maximum. You know you're going to tick down to that five. You might as well use it for something before it goes away. Uh, use it before you lose it. So I'll let you start with two momentum. We'll, we'll kick off the game with two momentum that Chuck bought you. And I still get to slap you the tentacle. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, what else we got in the chat here? That's it? Tentacles? Okay, cool. Uh, I got Sirenscape set up. I don't know if you're all in there, but we'll play some sounds in Sirenscape. Let's get this going. See how the volume is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it is February of 1941, currently. And you are all members of Section M. On a cold February morning, you have been contacted and told to gather whatever personal effects you may need for a trip abroad. Each of you are collected by car and driven at speed to Biggin Hill Airfield where you are met by an anxious looking man by the name of Archibald Strang aka Hunter he is your handler as your cars pull up at the airfield Hunter greets all of you and invites you into a small dilapidated hangar on the outskirts of the airfield You make your way there. The hangar itself is full of crates, spare airplane parts, and other junk scattered around. But there has been an area that's been cleared to contain a table, chairs, and two large boards containing maps of Europe marked with many pins and notes all over it. He welcomes you all in. Have a seat. Have a seat. Can I get you a cup of tea? Hey, uh, Archie there. You got any coffee? Ah, it's Hunter. Hunter, yeah, okay. Hunter, you got any coffee? Uh, we have tea. Yeah, Will that do? I'll, I'll pass. I don't drink the dirty water. Hmm. Kind of looks well, down his like nose to, at you and looks to the I others. I would like two, two, please. Two, two, please. Yes, please. Two, two teas? Give, oh, okay. Give him mine, too. Fill him up. <laughs> sure, there's... <laughs> There's a, a low-ranking officer there, a young, a young boy, and he kind of, like, shoos him away to go prepare the teas for all of you. And he says, oh, please, have a seat, have a seat. I apologize for the urgency of the summons. Um, 
but this is quite important, quite urgent. And he starts walking around. He hands out photographs to each of you. The photograph shows a large airship in various stages of launch and one of a burning wreck crashing to the ground. He says, Zeppelins. According to some people, they were going to be the future of air travel. Massive great balloons that could sail through the skies, taking people across oceans and continents in luxury. However, when the Hindenburg went down in a great ball of flame in 37, those in charge rather lost their taste for them, and the remaining vessels were scrapped. Or so we thought. I received this yesterday from a trusted source. Pulls out another photograph. And just kind of tosses it to the group of you. And one of you catches it as it flies your way. It's blurry and taken in low light, poor light. But it shows a zeppelin, the distinct silhouette of a zeppelin against a dark sky. You look at it and the details are they're difficult to make out. Uh, but it looks like there's there's several like glowing st- studs or lights along the length of the balloon and the faint and a faint web of light all around and along it. You, you can't really make out what this is, but you it's not this isn't typical for for any zeppelin you've seen. Hey Hunter, uh, that looks like they're using some kind of electrical technology there on that. Similar to some of the works we've been doing over in, with Majestic. Uh, what, do you, what, what do you know about this? Well, now you're catching on. Well, we believe the Notched Wolf have got their hands on a scrap Zeppelin. And they're using them for God knows what. That's where you come in. You need to get in there. And you need to find out what the hell is going on. You're going... Well... Not necessarily enemy lines. The weird thing is, this picture was taken in Romania. He turns around, he takes the pipe out of his mouth, he starts like poking at a map of Europe and pointing at Romania. Romania. Now the Germans have not invaded Romania yet. They've set up some airfields around the area, but they haven't gone in there at this point. We we think they're going to be launching an attack against Greece from those airfields, but... uh, Nothing concrete yet. So it's strange that this has popped up in their borders. Uh, do you know who, uh, which one of the Notch Wolf uh, honchos is leading that project? No, that's up to you to find out. Like I said, this, this picture is days old. If that. This is the highest priority. Are we doing tech recovery here? Are we doing tech elimination? What what what's the mission, Hunter? Tell you what. Your mission is to gather any and all intelligence you can about that thing. Get aboard the Zeppelin, find out what they're doing, disable it, destroy it, or best case, commandeer it and bring it back here to us. I leave that to you. I say stealing the Zeppelin sounds thrilling you know i'm can't say that i've ever flown a zeppelin before but i'm not i'm not too bad of a pilot did you hear that regular if we go in zeppelin you shall be flying squirrel it'd be very good and i'll be uh giving it some of the tea uh from the second cup yes yes get a good drink stay warm what was that 
This is Gregor. Now, that's a good question. Have we worked together before? Mike, um, no, I'm going to say maybe this is the first meeting of all of these strange characters in this in this mm. airfield hangar together. By the way, thank you for the raid, Lords and Ladies of Fate. Welcome. We're playing Octoon Cthulhu. Thank you for joining us. Well, uh, so normally uh, I go in with, a, you know, a team of specialists. It looks like uh, I don't I don't know how to describe what we've got here. Hunter, care to explain why we're not uh, using normal military resources? It's a sensitive operation. It calls for certain specialties, and that's why we've gathered the group of you. There's one more you'll be meeting once you're over there, a Frenchman by the name of Henri. Uh, he'll make contact when you're back uh, behind lines in Romania and figure out what's going on. He's already there. Well, all right, then. Uh, I'm uh, Captain Harry Hammer. You can call me Harry. You can call me Hammer. You can call me Captain Hammer. They threw these bars on me when I joined the army. I'm just a scientist. Just here to do my duty to president and country and, uh, you know, play with a lightning gun. You got a lightning gun. But yeah, that's what I that's my specialty. I uh I'm a special weapons expert. I expect that's why they got me on this mission, because uh clearly the Zeppelin's got something going on. Alright. I'm here to do pretty much exactly what it looks like I'm here to do. Kick ass and take names. Is that it, Sergeant? Pretty much. I don't usually ask for names, though. I've been told I'm not incredibly social. That's fair. That's fair. Well, good to have another military person. Yeah, I'm oh, glad boy. you're here, Cap. And also, furball there. Hello, ma'am. <laughs> Ruby, like, she'll, she'll wave, and it's like... It's like almost like she she kind of disappears. She comes in the next the next moment you see her, she's standing there with a cup of hot water with a lemon in it. Well, I'm uh, I'm Lieutenant uh, McKay, I suppose, for representing uh, Her Majesty's Royal British Army. Um, yeah, I suppose uh, we should. I don't know. Get going. This seems like it is a very important mission and enough of this diddle-daddling around. Sounds good to me, Lieutenant. What's the, what's the score, Hunter? How are we getting to Romania? You'll be taking plane. It's waiting for you on the tarmac and it'll be leaving in a few moments. Details on the location before you get going. You're also anxious, which I like to see, but you need to know where you're headed. The last reliable report we have is that this this is somewhere, this Zeppelin is somewhere in the foothills of Mears Mountains in Transylvania, near the village of Zeltan. Now, like I said, we do know that the Germans have forces in Romania, but as far as I'm aware, they're mostly around the borders. The terrain in the mountains is entirely unsuitable for an airfield, which they've been building around these surrounding areas, so we don't know what they're doing there. If it's not building an airfield. And this is, God knows, way too far away from anywhere um, suitable for that. 
It's about as close to the middle as nowhere as you can get. So, I need you to get out there. You gotta poke around and see what they're up to. Talk to the locals. Speak to any indentured workers. Gather every bit of intelligence you can. Is that clear? That's clear, Hunter. So, uh, we landing or are we jumping? You're landing. One of our men are going to take you to Belgrade uh, into Yugoslavia via Greece. Once you're there, you're going to be met at the airport by a man by the name of Grigori. He's a smuggler working for Section M who will help you get across the border and into Romania. Now, relations have become diplomatically difficult with Romania. So, I advise you to remain covert. Equipment and papers are waiting for you on the plane. And I suggest you take your time to familiarize yourselves with them when you get on board. I know it's short notice. And I know you'll be on your own out there. But we need to know what this thing can do and what the Notch Wolf are doing with it. Wheels are up in 20 minutes, so you've got time to finish your tea at least, and good luck. And he kind of turns around, and he goes back to the papers, and he kind of finishes something up that he was working on before the four of you came in, and then he just exits, leaving the four of you kind of sitting there looking at one another. Uh, the, <laughs> the young soldier has returned in the meantime with your three teas, uh, Pavel. Well, I I don't I only need the two, one for me and one for Gregor. It is fine. The third, uh, please, one of the uh, Yankee Doodles can take it. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll just dump it out, reach into the pocket, pull out a flask, and fill it up. <laughs> oh, each is own. My my hot water is just fine. Thank you very much, uh, Officer. What's uh What's your name? To the gentleman who's serving us tea. Oh, he's he's a kind of shy. Uh, my name is Rogers. Rogers, fantastic! And she kind of uh, straightens out his collar and, and whatnot. Well, Rogers, I just wanted to say thank you so very much. You've been a delight. I, goes back. To you're welcome, ma'am. And he looks like. He's probably not even 18. Looks like he's probably signed up, maybe lied about his age. He's, this is a, a teenage boy. Uh, so he's kind of like sheepish and he kind of pulls away and he's kind of embarrassed. And uh, he kind of slinks into the shadows after that and exits the hangar. So, Lieutenant, uh, sorry, I didn't... Uh... I didn't uh, get your specialty. I, I I got an idea. I know what uh, Pavel here. He says he's a linguist and a and a and a weird guy. And the sergeant here is obviously a a knuckle dragon, uh, you know, force to be reckoned with. But uh, what do you bring to the team? Well, I I am a nurse. Um, I figured that you know we're going undercover and so forth. Besides, it's never a bad thing to have uh, you know a little bit of a little bit of legs on the case. That is a fact, Lieutenant. That is a fact. Glad to have you aboard. Well, th thank you very much. Uh, do any of you guys, uh, you, you guys heard who 
or uh, where we're headed, correct? And she's, oh, she's, yes, yes. It, the, the Transylvania, wonderful place. Very, very underrated. Uh, yes, I've been everywhere in Europe. The, the, we, we'll be fine. I have friends in every mountain hall and every pub and tavern. It will be wonderful. I will introduce you to people. We will have grand old time and punch Nazis and steal Zeppelins and whatever <laughs> else we're supposed to do. You oh, now you're talking. You cut to a bar in Transylvania as a picture of Pavel behind the counter saying, don't serve this man. <laughs> and it's got like, it's got Gregor the Marmot too. Oh, yeah. Don't serve this Marmot. <laughs> With don't a smaller picture. Don't serve this Marmot. It's like a reward. <laughs> Wanted. Mm. All right. I, I yeah. look forward so, to meeting your friends, my, my good sir. I'll give the team fair warning like above board uh due to the, some of the stuff i have like morris is like visibly weird so don't <laughs> let him do the talking or i'll make all social interactions a step more difficult so do not worry i am very friendly people find me just a delightful person to talk to i am i'm i'm i know all the languages like four or five that's all there is i think so it should be wonderful <laughs> I always thought those two, those English and gibberish, so good on you. Gibberish. I do not know that one. That <laughs> one sounds interesting. Hmm. Hammer pulls out this weirdly designed trench knife and he takes out a set of tools and he starts working on it. And every once in a while, under his breath, he curses as he shocks himself while he's trying to work on the electrical capacitors and it kills him. He's like, let's just go. <laughs> You, you have my attention. I come and I sit beside you and, oh gosh, um, can, can I, can I touch your knife? Uh, sure. Hold on. He disengages a couple of the wires. He goes, here you go. Oh, that wasn't necessary. And she grabs it and like, and hands it back. Ah, you know your way around a big sticker. I like it. I'm not that good of a knife fighter myself. I, I'm, I'm better with a rifle, but they wanted me to try out this electrified knife. Still tinkering with it, though. It's still uh, shocking me when I'm holding the graph. When, as soon as my palm starts to sweat, I got to work on, uh, on that. But uh, yeah, work in progress. Well, either way, it looks delightful. Perhaps try a leather glove? And she walks away. That's 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 thinking. I like that. All right, shall we exit the uh, to the airfield? All right, you leave the hangar, and out on the tarmac is is a plane, it is a Haviland Albatross DH ninety one. You see the name Fortuna on the nose of the plane and it bears the British overseas airways corporation logo. Uh, Hunter comes over to you and introduces you to the pilot. His name is William Frout. Says, this is the man who will be getting you there. If you have any questions about the flight or the journey, feel free to ask him. William comes over, introduces himself to the group. He says, uh, expect a journey about 10 hours plus time on the ground at Lisbon and Athens. Well, you're not going to be disembarking at either of those destinations. But uh, the landings need to take place to maintain uh, cover 
as a passenger service plane. That works for me, William. Works for me. All right. There's gear in the back. And uh, like Hunter said, there your papers are waiting for you inside as well. If there's no other questions, then get aboard and let's get this uh, get to the sky. Timer just gets on the plane. All right. Let's mm-hmm. board this plane. Let's see what this sounds like. Pablo place. will have a conversation with Gregor for Do you need to go? If you need to go now, he said 10 hours. So if you need to go, now is the time. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. I'm trusting you this time. Okay. And then I'll board the plane. All right. <laughs> board the plane. You all get on the plane. The, the props fire up. Hunter goes to the side of the tarmac or kind of watches you as the plane turns and watches and solemn as you. uh Start to gain speed and head down the uh, tarmac and make your way up in the air. I don't know why my airplane sound isn't playing, but uh, come on. There we go. In the air, you start to take stock of the gear that was provided to you. So this is in addition to any weapons that you would have taken along or belongings that you may have had with you. Uh, There's a rucksack for each of you. And looking through it, it looks like it contains a sleeping bag, rations for three days, a mess tin, and other basic survival equipment. Warm civilian clothing, clothing, sorry, suitable for the area, including a heavy overcoat, as it is February, and you're going to the mountains in Romania slash Transylvania. It's going to get cold. A one Minox Riga sub-miniature camera and spare film. One regular camera with an extended lens one pair of binoculars, two demolition kits, should I got some of you excited, a package containing Romanian identification papers for each agent and Yugoslavian and Romanian currency, and a package containing diplomatic papers required for entry into Yugoslavia at Belgrade Airport under each of your names. So you're going full stealth here. This is why this is why we need someone who can speak languages. Um, so the flight it's pretty bumpy, but uneventful otherwise. You land in Belgrade at approximately midnight. You look through the little circular windows, and the airfield is poorly lit, and only two main runways are fully tarmacked. Hangars ring the landing fields. And the Fortuna taxis towards one before stopping with the exit ramp facing the hangar, concealing it from just casual view, the way it was set up, the way he he came in. You grab your gear, you head down the stairs, and you you make your way out onto the the runway. Beside the hangar stands a short, dark-haired man with a big, wide grin, smoking a cigar. Standing next to a decrepit-looking lorry. As you all disembark, he waddles over. He's kind of a heavy-set man. I'm Grigori. I suggest you stow your, your belongings in my truck as quickly as possible before presenting yourselves at the arrival office. You must show your papers before we can continue on. 
Well, thank, thank you, Grigori. We will do exactly that. You are very kind. Very kind to let us use your truck. Very kind. Grigori, this is Gregor. I know that will be confusing to people. Just remember, <laughs> human has the Grigori at the end, and Marmot has Gregor, no E at the end. But I don't worry. Oh, very good. You have Marmot? Yes. Do you mm. not? No, very unusual, but no problem. No problem. Oh, good. I am glad. No problem. Okay. Harry just shakes his head. His toes is gear. He's like, we're going to die. That's okay. No, no, no. No, no one's <laughs> going to die. No, we're all going to be just oh, you fine. Know, you know die under Grigori watch. I take care of you. It's no problem. Yeah. No, no problem. Very inconspicuous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I was thinking. I, I looked at you in that marmot and I thought to myself, inconspicuous, of course. We're going to mountains of Transylvania. This is what most people who want the mountains of Transylvania look like. They have well, you know, things on back. Then I'm glad that we got you here because uh, we need an expert because <laughs> I would have never guessed. I would have yeah. never guessed that everybody in Transylvania had marmots on their shoulders. Yeah, if you, if you want... It, you can you can like kind of make like an insight or observation test. Let's make our first test: insight and observation. Why don't you, uh, with uh, mm. with Pavel saying that, saying that this is what people look like here <laughs> in mountains of Transylvania. All let's right. get let's Trolls, let's get some true. momentum going. Let's get some rolls. Let's see how this works. Right. Okay, this I is gonna... academic. Now I've got I've got a focus and instincts, which get kind of oh the... yes, use that then yes. Go ahead and, and use instincts. Uh, and uh, I'm going to give you a point of threat to get a third dice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I will take one success. <laughs> one success. Okay. Anybody else rolling? Anybody else want to do anything? You're you're you look over at Gregor, and uh, he has he's a little concerned by what uh, <laughs> what Pavel's saying when, especially, he says this is what people look like here. He like. Gregor is a, is a local, and he looks nothing like this. Mm. And uh, he he's, he looks very doubtful at what Pavel's saying, but he's not challenging him uh, in any way. But he's like about to say something. He takes the cigar out of his mouth and uh, opens his mouth, and he stops. And he knows his place here. Hey, Pavel, can you teach me to say I've got a stomach bug? As you look like at the incredibly pale skin and like reddish eyes that don't at all look like he's from here. Yeah, yes, you'll say uh, uh, Shishuka, but uh, Mishishuka. Yeah, okay, Mishishuka. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Quiet. All right, I'll remember that. Amber turns to Gregor and he goes, this guy's going to get me killed, isn't he? I mean, you can be honest with me. Gregor goes, I do not know your chances. You you are trained soldiers. I know that's not my place. I will wait for you outside with truck. All of your belongings are packed. You need to now go in passport control and present papers. And and this office is inside, right? Yeah, so this is in the airport. So you need to go through this to leave the airport. Well, then let's go, gang. After you, Lieutenant. I'm assuming you've all put on your civvies that were provided? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got changed. Yeah, so, your own uh, so no, no captain anymore. I'm just Harry. Just call me Harry. All right. 
So it's late. Like I said, it's approximately midnight. You go into this tiny little box of an office. There's one single tired looking worker behind the desk. You, when you open the door to enter the, the, the rush of cold air and the sound of you enter kind of jolts him awake and up and he sits up and, uh, he, he holds out his hand for your papers um, knowing full well that your plane came on a, a British Overseas Airways Corporation plane. He doesn't even try to speak the local language to you, just assuming that you're all English. So he holds out his hand uh, for your papers. Turn him over. Yeah, he looks at yours. He barely glances at it. Like I said, you you probably woke this guy up. He, look, he glances, hands it back, waves it through. Holds out his hand for the next one. I'll pass mine, yeah. Same thing. Just kind of like, move along. Just <laughs> He wants to go back to his nap, it looks like. So... We'll let him. Alright. <laughs> Alright, so he looks at all your papers, waves you all through without an issue. The group of you exit the passport con- port control office, and uh, you're now in the streets. The streets of Belgrade. As you uh, exit... The office. You can hear a, a horn honking, and Gregory is across the street in a lorry, waving at you, with hanging out of the uh, the cab, uh, and the engine is running. He goes all aboard, no problem, no problem. <laughs> Two up front, everyone else in back, no problem. Welcome to Belgrade, with a big wide grin on his face. Hey, uh, Pavel, maybe you uh, should be up front in case somebody needs to do some talking, because I don't speak the lingo. Okay, okay, Harry, whatever you say. I'll, I, sh- I shall sit up front, yes. Oh, very good. He kind of leans to you, he goes, why you put strange one up front with me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, better you than me. <laughs> uh, please leave Rodent in back with others. No, 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 no. He must come with me. It is he's uh, like, dude, you leave like your right arm. Is no, it going no. to poop Gregor all is over like my a, truck? Like appendage. Is it going he's to... not going to poop. He's got he's got basket. If he poops, it goes into the basket. Okay, be I'll be no. watching. If it poops in my cab, it goes in back. You're going yeah, to watch it? See if it he... poops. Yeah. If there's he any this business, yeah. if there's any poop in cab, you go in back with with rodent. <laughs> Is that true for like anyone in here? Like no one can poop, or are you just no singling poop. out the no poop and okay, cab? No poop, fine, no poop. Okay, jeez, okay. This apparently he does not like pooping. <laughs> Harry leans over to Gregory. I'm sorry, man. I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the first leg of journey. Maybe for a longer portion, you can sit up here. With me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll rotate. <laughs> All right, so, Pavel, you're sitting in the front. Who else is sitting in the front? There's room for two up there with Grigori. Yes, yes, come, join. We talk, <laughs> we sing, we front. sing. Ruby's yes. up front also? Okay, very good. You get in the truck, and you start to drive through the dark streets of Belgrade before finally pulling in uh, to a large brick warehouse. The truck comes to a stop there, and Grigori turns off the engine and hops out, and says, oh, We will not be able to cross the border until morning. When it is busiest between 7 and 9 a.m. There are beds set up for you here. Uh, near back a, back a warehouse. I'll be back at 5 a.m. to load up. Get a good, good, get good night rest. 
Uh, was that, uh, did we know any of that? Like, was that part of like our briefing? That was not, time? that was not outlined in your briefing. Why, uh, why, why we cannot go now? What's, what's wrong with why the, you know, why wait for tomorrow? We want to wait to where we cannot gain suspicion. No, when it's busy and they wave the most trucks through to get the queue down. Okay, okay, if that is what you want, I just, you know, I know the American saying, what is it? You do not eat a hamburger today that you can eat Tuesday or something? What is hamburger? I don't know, something, I, they put it on bread, I, it's very confusing. Anyway. It's a damn tasty meal, what do you mean? It's a thick sandwich, to be I honest. Tell you, I tell you what, I, you know what, Pavel, you got, you make a good point, though. Let's, uh, we'll set up a watch. Rotating watch will make sure that uh, everything stays secure in the safe house. All right. He says, uh, if there's anything you need before we go on long legged journey, just let me know and I'll get it tonight for you. Is there is there anything you require? If you can smuggle in some coffee, that would be spectacular. Oh, no problem. No problem. I get you coffee. Thank you. As, as well, is there anybody else here? Like, do... No, it is, it is the warehouse is empty. Like there's no crates, there's no nothing. It's a big empty warehouse. And you look at the rear, there's just like there's cots, there's military cots set up for you. So so say we're sleeping and and three o'clock in the morning and somebody knocks on the door. What do we do? You don't answer. Do you have a partner or anything in case like something happens to yourself? What's our contingency here? Just Grigori. So, so anybody other than Grigori. Uh, yes but but quietly we're gonna we gotta do that quietly yes yes inconspicuous yes yes no no we might be, yeah, absolutely yes you... yes if someone knocks on door don't worry i will talk as i will talk as that i'm very good gift of gab i hear they call it you can trust me I, we work for same people oh for the love of pete she th throws her hands up in the air and walks back to the cots <laughs> Pavel looks over towards Harry. He's like, who, who is Pete? The, are you Pete? No, you are Harry. No, what, who is Pete? Yeah, yeah. Pavel, you don't don't got to worry about that. Pete, uh, it's just a saying. Just a saying. I heard it's like the prime minister where she's from. She she really loves him. Oh, 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 okay, okay. That's good. That's, a that's good patriot. to like your, your national leaders. That's excellent. I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so just coffee, that is all I fetch for you? I Hey, I don't know about the rest of them, but I'm pretty well kitted out right here. So All right, all right. I get you coffee. Do you have, could you get some nuts, some some nuts and some, some dried fruit, perhaps, you know? <laughs> uh, yes, I could I could get you nuts and dried fruit. Oh, well, excellent. Good boy. You are just a good friend, good friend. Yeah. Uh. Thank you, Pavel. You were a strange man when I first met you, but you might be okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still strange. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, if that is all, it is late. I will go get you your things, and I'll be back at five in the morning. And Harry, he leaves through a side door. Mm -hmm. Lock the door behind me. Uh, is there like an insight check thing in this mm. game? Something to sort of discern if he was being like kind of on the up and up during that whole thing? Uh, yes. 
probably insight because Gregor was acting crazy yeah I was gonna say insight observation is exactly it if you have um any specialties like instincts that would also Mm -hmm. that would apply here I don't have any focuses focuses Uh, thank you foci so can I burn that momentum to get a third one Sure. Yeah, do it. Oh, you have two. I took one away thinking the scene was over. So you actually have two because I have to remember to take him away off the scene. Uh, what's the difficulty on this? Like, what the, would difficulty the difficulty will be, you... uh, it'll be a one. Okay. So I'll burn one of the momentum. And how do you add the extra die? Just hit on like the three. Just click the, like on the pop-up. Yep. When it pops yep. Up, just yep. Three. Just click the three. Uh, okay. Inside. That's a pretty well-designed module. Yes, yes, it's very Ooh, nice. It's very it's well designed. Bull, bull no problem, no like, problem. Let's make this work. I can read people like I read books, you know? Start to finish. From the back <laughs> of the book to the... I get the Slowly. end first. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, two... I'm just trying to see if oh, he's two successes. Like on the up and up. Yeah, so and, only one, so that's another momentum back into the pool. So you got the momentum yes. back that you spent. And, yeah, he seemed genuine like he seemed very relaxed he was able to answer your questions he's very knowledgeable um you were told by a hunter uh about this man about this gregory that he'd be waiting for you um so you he, he seems trustworthy you, you don't about, you're not suspicious like, pushing him for the like you know like why don't we go now as opposed to tomorrow it's that seem you can as well you can spend one that you can spend that momentum you generated to obtain information and ask one question about the situation, environment, or character, uh, and the GM has to give you an answer. Not necessarily the complete. Do you want answer, to spend that momentum? Answer. So is that that's in addition to me already learning that he seemed like a genuine guy? Yes. So I can yeah. ask like okay. a specific a specific question about. Does it the have situation. to be about him or just the situation? Situation, him, okay. the environment we're in, anything mm-hmm. related so, yeah, to it. The, I, is there anything about this warehouse that we're in that um, that seems like you know could be a danger to us? Like you know, is there is there anything about about where we're staying, where he's where he's put us up that, that we it could kind of backfire on us? And so, so so going through the streets of uh, Belgrade, he did take you to a very secluded area where there was little to no activity happening. Um, so as far as you could tell, this is. Like, you shouldn't be bothered. There's no military patrols nearby. There was no presence of um, Romanian soldiers, which is, as far as you know, are the only ones in here. Because like I said, the, the, the Germans haven't, the Nazis haven't invaded Romania yet. It is Nazi-free as far as you know, and that's why this is so strange. So uh, you didn't see any Romanian soldiers. You didn't see police or anything in here. It it looks like, at like a glance, it looks like kind of like the perfect place to lay low for the night. For a bunch of like people who have smuggled in and are kind of like spies and trying to get information, we should rest easy. Gregory seems very capable, like brother from other mother. Very, <laughs> very good. Harry looks at Pat. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, you're you're definitely getting me killed." But okay, I mean, I I might do that. There are things I do. I am like I I'm a master of elements and controller of the winds. I could probably accidentally kill you, but that is fine. I that's the night. I have uh, I've seen a lot of hoodoo and a lot of weird shit since I joined Majestic. Uh, so I'm not going to discount what you're saying there, but uh, let's just stick to the same side here. Oh yes, of course, we all same side. Of course, we all friends. Excellent. <laughs> And so uh, Harry, while he's while 
while he's not on watch, is working on the ablative lining to his jacket, which is his prototype talent. Oh, okay. Mm. Let me ask you this. Is anybody not sleeping tonight? No, everybody's sleeping. Okay, everybody's going to take a shift. Okay, sounds good. Good to know. Because if you didn't sleep, you're going to get some fatigue. That's why I asked. All right, but everybody's sleeping. You You answered correctly. What fatigue does. Hey, so here's a new rule. We're learning this game. Fatigue, uh, like, marks off one of your, your points of stress. Like, you just, you lose a stress. So, you don't want fatigue. So, you do your various things throughout the evening. You have, get some rest the best you can. It is it is a quiet night. At five the next morning, the side door opens. Grigori enters. He's whistling. He's smoking a cigar again. You can smell his cigar <laughs> smoke as he enters. The, the cold air blows in behind him. And, uh, good morning. We, we, we hit, uh, we go now. Before it is too late, I bring what you ask for. I have coffee, I have nuts, and I have fruits, dried fruits as well. Very good. You are he, so reliable, Gregory. He hands you a large bag, and it's like warm to the touch. And you open it up, and inside are warm bread rolls. And uh, he takes one out and takes a bite, and you see it's filled with bacon. It's some breakfast for a road. Harry's hands immediately mm. drop into that sack. <laughs> He's like, Gregory, you've become my b- best friend. <laughs> very good, any, very good. Any, any man who brings me bacon mm. is my best friend. Oh, you're easy to please. Yes, I am. Now, I suggest you conceal any weapons, explosives, and other suspicious items aboard Glory. We will be searched most likely from time to time so be prepared for that we must hide everything so the way this is going to work is everybody gets to make an insight plus observation test with a difficulty of zero and the number of successes you all generate is going to be the difficulty that the npcs who may look in the back of that truck need to to uh to uh, achieve number of successes they need to achieve uh, to find your items. So this is kind of like a group thing, difficulty zero, but it's going to set the difficulty for any NPCs to find the stuff that you're stowing in there. That's cool. Yeah, I thought it was a neat mechanic. Cool. I like it. Inside so, observation. Inside it? observation for this. Uh, you have no more momentum. It's the next morning, so I took it away. Right, it's a new scene, if you will. Uh, so if you want, you can give me threat to buy some momentum for this. Well, let's... Oh, critical let's success. Oh. Oh, that's tw- two successes. Woo. All right. I've been practicing Misha Shuka. So we've got three successes right now. I will give you a point of threat to give myself a third dice. Ooh, what am I going to do with those threat? I only rolled one. Pardon me. Two successes. Two so more. You only rolled one? <laughs> yeah. What'd you click on? It should automatically... Um, that's weird. Oh, I know. I know it automatically went to two. I corrected it. So, Mulligan. <laughs> Did you? Oh, you rerolled? Okay. Uh, okay. So, you got five successes. Woo, that's good. So, you you hide this stuff in there well. So, that yeah, like I said, when someone goes to search in here, if, they, if you get stopped or anything like that, difficulty target number is five to find the things that you've stashed away in there. Nice. Whew. All right, I like that. Uh, so just like last night, there's room for two. 
in the in the cab up front and everyone else is going to have to hide or sit in the rear you're not hiding uh there is a bench back there that you sat on last night it's a rough wooden bench it's attached to the frame along the passenger side uh the truck itself is loaded like when you're putting everything in there you see what's what he's already got in the back of the truck it's loaded with vehicle parts tires and assorted junk in large open wooden crates uh, and they're all kind of secured with ropes and rings to the side so they don't fall out everywhere as you guys are driving up into the mountains uh, and Gregory says, oh, if, if we're challenged, we are we are scrap metal merchants on way back from collection. You are migrant workers returning home, and I am giving you a ride. Capiche? Yes, should, we, should we work out, you know, specific names and backstories and interconnection in case they look into it more, de- more uh, deeply? Like, sure. like, maybe... Maybe uh, Harry is the, is my sister's boyfriend, and we and they might be getting married later, and so he's working extra shifts to ensure that he has you know proper money for the family starting. Uh, I suggest you use names of uh, what is on identification. Don't come up with any funny names that contradict. Oh yes, what uh, what names were on the paperwork then? Your names are on there. We'll just say your names, or <laughs> if you have aliases that you, you you've been using the field, they're on there. Okay. Sure, Pavel. Why so, not? I'll I'll marry your sister. I'm fine oh, with that. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That's great. She has been very lonely since she was kicked by mules, so she would be very excited. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens. Trust me. Oh, Lordy, sorry. <laughs> She's she's gone cross-eyed since she was kicked by the mule. <laughs> Lonely, poor one. Good one, another good kick, and she'll be right back to normal. I've seen it happen. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so who's riding a cab with me? This is the long part now. Who wants to ride? Uh, with me? And he looks at you, course, Harry. I will come up front. I am very good Are at there any volunteers? <laughs> he looks at Harry. Yes, I volunteer. <laughs> okay, Pavel. You know rule, yeah. though. You know rule about rodent. <laughs> yes, yes. None of us are allowed to shit in your truck. I understand. <laughs> that is correct. No shitting in cab. No shit rule. I think uh, probably Ruby ought to be up there too, because uh, you know, no offense, but uh, but you're a woman, and it would be it'd look weird if you were in the back of the truck. She's slightly speechless, and um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll sit up front. I mean, no offense. Personally, I I prefer to have you in the back with me. But uh, you know, people would people would look askance at that. No, no, no. I I I understand. But I and I I kind of go over to your ear. I'm like, but if things go oddly, like I feel like they're going to, we're switching. That's a plan. That's only fair, Lieutenant. I mean, Ruby. That's only fair. And I'm, I'm calling shotgun. You can sit in the middle. Oh yes, of course. I would much prefer to sit in the middle oh. anyway. That means I get to, to, to right between both of you. So Good I can get your left here, his right here, or you know, his right there, your left here. Whatever it, I don't know. It should be great, wonderful. Gregory looks visibly disappointed. <laughs> oh, okay, we go. He lights a cigar. He's got like a, a he's putting on a grin. You can tell it's not real. Oh, we, we go now. So you guys hit the road. 
And uh, after an hour and a half of driving along a tarmac, but pretty pretty poorly maintained road, Grigori turns the two of you in the cab and says, uh, We are approaching border. Be, be ready. And as you approach, there's a short line of traffic uh, in front of you. And you can see ahead that, um, that there's two wooden shelters up ahead. A large shed with a large awning. It appears to be like an office sort of area. And it looks like there's also uh, an awning roofed area. Probably for inspections of vehicles. And Grigori joins up at the end of the queue. And all of a sudden, you look over Pavel and Ruby and his face turns pale. Go ahead and make me an insight plus observation test. The difficulty is one. Uh, to try and kind of read him in the situation. Okay. Uh, do we have that momentum there? Or just you do. One. Yep. Never mind. Just difficulty of one. I got it. Let's put on um, some some music ooh, here. Nice. Some sounds. Ooh, that's too much. <laughs> Howling werewolves and stuff. You must be you must be afraid because he hears this strange, very atmospheric music. <laughs> let's let's, let's like, put oh, on. No, we are about to be attacked or something. <laughs> Let's put on the truck ride instead. There we go. Now he's like, oh crap, my exhaust sounds strange. I'm going to have to pay for the carburetor. <laughs> All right, what do we get for successes? Two successes for Jeff and I one two for and Megan. Megan got one, yeah. Okay, so that, that extra one goes into your pool. You're going to need it. I'm just kidding. Um. Okay, so yeah. You look at him, and he, he, he doesn't say anything to you, but uh, you follow his gaze, and it reveals the source of his concern. You see that the border post is manned by six uniformed Romanian guards, three in each direction of travel, because the roads, there's roads coming in from either way, and they exit. Um, but the thing that's really got his attention, there's two soldiers in German uniforms, in the office, the little office building, sitting. You can see them through a window, sitting there. That I assume is uh, was not expected, was it, Gregory? No, the I did not expect to see Nazis here. I don't know what they're doing in my homeland, and I don't like it. Well, likely they will do the, that which they do everywhere else, which is, you know, like ruin everything. But that is neither here nor there. We could still, the plan can still work, can it not? It can, it can. We just need to play our cards right, no? No yes, problem. We have to, as the Yankee Doodles would say, we have to play it cool. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> he looks over it's at Ruby. Okay. <laughs> he looks like leads past Pavel, looks over at Ruby for like, because he assumes you're American. He doesn't know you're Canadian. She doesn't say, and she doesn't correct um, the assumption either. All right, so you've both seen that there are German soldiers there, in addition to the six Romanian guards. It is okay. I can speak German very fluently. You will not even recognize me once I start speaking. You will think, oh my, he is also Nazi. And I'll be like, no, I am not. It was just <laughs> me speaking different language. I'm, I'm going to put my hand on your, on your knee and just be like, Pavel, just, just wait until they come, if they come. All right. Oh, of okay. course. I'm not okay. going to leave the, the truck to go talk to the bat with me something a crazy person would do. 
Gregory seems just like yes. really fixated on this. And he starts kind of like talking to himself, like almost reassuring himself. Like he's talking like, 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 like reasoning why they would be here. He's like, oh, they must have established new airfield close to border crossing. It's simply assigned additional guards, uh, st- standard procedure. And he's like, it's like he's reassuring himself, but he look he looks nervous. Yes. That is very possible. Also, they could know about our mission and be looking for, you know, undercover operatives crossing the border. That also could be a potential thing. Pavel! What? Oh, Uh, yes. uh, His mouth opens, (laughs) his cigar almost falls out, he catches in. (laughs) Yes, very funny, uh, Pavel. I am just here, I am just joshing you, you know, just, you know, keeping you cool. Uh, Yes, uh, okay. Maybe hide rodent, it might cause suspicion. Wait, they because a rodent is here now. I, d- I, I, I don't know. I just I just I think okay, out loud. I'm okay, sorry. Okay. I'm Do strange. you have glove compartment box? I shall put him. No. Gregor, will you go in glove compartment box? I know. I will give you extra nuts later. Yes, you can have some of the big scary looking man's boots. It's fine. He probably will be okay. So you're Maybe sitting not. there. I don't know. I and you're like he's staring lasers in the back of my head right now. So each vehicle pulls up to the barrier. Two Romanian guards approach, one from either side. You're sitting there, you're watching this. You're sitting there, you're waiting in line and queue for your turn. You're watching the other vehicles. You're watching the procedure play out as you get closer and closer. So one goes to each side, and the guard on the driver's side holds out his hand to the driver. The driver hands over some documents, which are briefly examined. The guard hands them back before waving to a third guard at the barrier who raises it up. And the inspecting guard... The one on the passenger side waves the vehicle through. Two cars and a motorbike pass through in this manner. Things are going as usual. More and more cars are piling up behind you. This is, like Grigori said, the the busy time. So you can see that the soldiers are trying to get cars through as as fast as possible. Um, After the two cars and a motorbike pass through, you see a small farming truck pull up. And it seems to also get waved through. But then... A new, black, beautiful town car pulls up. Uh, the two in the cab, go ahead and make me an insight observation. We've made a lot of these. Uh, but this is the, the nature of our adventure so far as secret agents and spies. Insight plus observation. This test is going to require two, two successes. Uh, we still have those two momentum. You do have those two momentum to spend. And, and, and you can one of them. And you can give cool. me threat. So here, here's a question. So I'm rolling insight or observation? You're rolling insight oh. and observation. So if you click on observation on your character sheet, you're going to pop up where it says agility. Just click on that and change that to insight and then roll. So it'll take your, your numbers from the two. Okay. So nice. Ruby, you don't pick up on anything, but Pavel, you're so observant. You're studying like this. Like eyes. Like like marmot eyes can see everything. <laughs> you notice that the, the the person who hands the documents out the driver's side window, um, when the documents are opened by the guard, you notice that there's hmm, a couple of uh, a couple of bills stuck in there. Several folded notes, which the guard he kinda looks around, takes it, slips in his pocket, hands back the papers to the man behind the wheel. And waves them on through, no questions asked. We need, uh, we need money. Do you have money? Uh, d- d- money. We need money. They, they, they are taking bribes. This is part of the part of the process. 
We need money. Do you have money? Yeah. Money. Here. And I'll, you got, I'll... you were all given money, remember? <laughs> that was part well, of your. Your was not your... going to use his. Are you crazy? <laughs> not for this. Uh... <laughs> Is there like a window to the back of the van? Or no, I'm gonna say that there isn't. No, <laughs> so you're kind of closed off. Okay. Uh, he'll take. He'll, so he'll, yeah, he'll he'll slide over the stack of like Ruby's money, and Pavel will put, put sure. his own. Because he kind of looks. He's like, why, why, why you give me money? We don't. We work. Because, we because. work for the same people. No, the, no, you. It's not money for you. It's money for the people that getting the papers. Like oh. it's part of. It's greasing the wheels. You know. Sucks back and says, "Oh, I like the way you think, Pavel. You, you are not bad as, uh, as uh, these some some may think." <laughs> no, no, I am, and it's you probably will regret saying that at one point. I guarantee you. He takes the folded bills and he stuffs them in the the, the paperwork that he's got kind of sitting on the dash already. Uh, for when he gets up there and he goes, I, I like the way, I like the way you think. Uh, the next vehicle that pulls up after that black town car is a, uh, open-topped wagon containing barrels of hay stacked too high. Upon presenting the papers, the guards, you can see him speak to the driver and starts pointing over to the inspection area. The wagon is driven under the awning. And at the side of the office where two more Romanian guards emerge from out of the office. And they climb into the back of the wagon and start just ransacking and searching it. Search continues. You start moving, still moving your way up. Another car is waved through. Two more motorbikes follow. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Are the papers that we're handing over, do they have everyone's, like, do they have... Both of the, both uh, Morris and Hammer, they have their papers too. So is it the whole? No, the whole. It doesn't. Okay. This is this is just like Gregory's like truck papers, like in his passport and everything for him. And you're gonna have to present your papers uh, if asked. All of you will have to. Okay, okay. I will give the rest of the money that I that I didn't put in the first time in into yours. <laughs> Stuff it yeah, in yours. Fine, fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Jeez. And so as you've been, like, watching this and observing, you, you've been watching these, these two German soldiers um, through the window. And they've just remained in the shelter the whole time, just kind of observing everything that's going on. They haven't intervened. They didn't take part in the search or anything like that. So the guard waves Grigori's lorry forward. It's finally your turn. And uh, one approaches the driver's side of the cab. The other approaches the side. Grigori winds down his window. Hey, here's the papers, no problem. Hands them over. He speaks rapidly. Do you, do you understand Romanian, Pavel? No, I, okay. I speak Hungarian, which is very similar. <laughs> you know, we share borders. So, you it's know, so a few words get through. So he's speaking rapidly. Like you can tell he's nervous. And then he's speaking. I will, I, will, I will put hand on his thigh just to make him <laughs> calm down. <laughs> uh, he kind of... Kind of stiffens a little bit with that, and he looks at you, and he points to the two of you, and says something in Romanian, and points to the back of the truck, and says something in Romanian, quickly and nervously. Uh, so the first guard then says something to the second guard, like across the truck to one another, in all in Romanian. He hands his documents over. I'm assuming the rest of you hand your documents over. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah, and the guard who was on the side comes around back and kind of flings open the, the 
the, the cloth uh, that's hanging down on the back and starts saying something Romanian. You have no idea what he's saying, and he's holding his hand out. A hammer just assumes he's asking for the papers, so he hands his papers sure, you over. Hand over your papers. Same. <laughs> Samesies. So these guys can make a test. Bear with me here. To scrutinize your papers. Let's let's roll it for fun. I've got all this threat also. Oh, mm. This could get interesting. Um... the heck i'll spend a threat scrutinizing your papers Ooh. holy crap <laughs> holy crap uh three Triple successes sense. oh no on the part of the on the part of the gm he he's looking at them he he looks okay he takes pavel's grabs pockets the money tosses it back looks at rubies looks at the papers looks up at Ruby, looks at the papers, looks up at Ruby. And you see him kind of thinking, and he keeps your papers, and he walks to the back of the truck. He doesn't give them back to you right away, like he did with Pavel's. And that's when he asks the two of you for your papers. You assume that's what he's asking for, and the two of you hand them over, and he, again, he studies them, and he looks at the pictures, and he looks at the... you, and he looks again at the pictures in the document, and... He's, he pockets the two of them also, and he walks around the front of the truck, and he starts talking to the other guard, the one who was talking to, to Grigori. And um, they're chatting away in Romanian, and Grigori kind of looks over at Pavel and Ruby, like, nervously, like, <laughs> yeah, no problem. Everything's fine. Why are you worried? Stop looking worried. It's okay. My hand on your thigh. Everything's fine. <laughs> That's not... No, not good. That no, is no, universal no. symbol for calm the fuck down, man. We need to calm down. There's Germans over there. What is wrong with you? This is not making me any more comfortable. It's not a very comfortable situation, but you'll need to fake it, you know? Don't worry. Don't worry. When, they, when the bullets start flying, we have two crazy Yankee fake doodles. It. They will mow everyone now. Fake it till we make it. <laughs> yes, there you go. There you go. Uh, okay. Perhaps we can produce more uh, money? <laughs> well, the, perhaps the ones in the back have some. There's no way for us to communicate back there, he said. <sighs> no, it's... There's no... Like, it's not open. There's no window. We have a thought. <laughs> perhaps I could send Gregor back there. <laughs> With a with a dollar bill or a coin to send message. Do you want to introduce some sort of truth? Do you want to introduce a truth or something into the scene here? So, I think I think. Well, first of all, I think it's very clear that Gregor and I share a, a very we share our own language, which makes perfect sense. So I like to think that he is uh, he is capable of delivering messages. Like you know, he can he'll do what he sees. It's like a like a dog. He will do very simple comments. So my, my simple command is to take this this coin and bring it back to the Yankee Doodles until hopefully they are smart enough to deduce what that means. Do you want to introduce a truth that the, the, the two of you can communicate that way? Or is this pre-established? I don't... Uh, yeah, there's nothing that says I can actually talk to him. It's more of a, yes, let's introduce that. Oh, yeah, I'll introduce that truth. Sure. So two momentum? 
So I get a threat. And a threat. I get a threat. And yeah, momentum that. and a threat. If that's the case, then can I just write them? Can I write them a note then, just to make sure it's not uh, <laughs> just a little note? To give them money. What's wrong with you, Yankee? Sure. You write a little note, <laughs> and um, you just kind of crack open. Sincerely, Pavel. <laughs> do you crack open Ruby's door and and yes, and Gregor yes, just kind of yes. hops out? Yes, he he knows what to do. He was very smart. He was stopping his class. Of what? It's a long story. I could tell you now if you want, but you know, it's there's more important things. Oh, everybody wants to talk about my history. We have things to do, Ruby. Come on, focus, focus. All right, so go, this Gregor, this this marmot like scurries over your lap, Ruby, and uh, I don't know. You crack the door open and it hops out. It seems to go undetected. Nobody sees this thing pop out. You you just open it just enough for it to hop out, and uh, it goes underneath the truck. And uh, the two of you sitting there back there are kind of like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going on? And all of a sudden, <laughs> this little like thing like leaps up into the back. And you're like, oh shit! And you look, and there's like a yeah, a little rodent back there, and it's got it's got a piece of paper in its mouth. Oh, bad moment! This is not a litter box. Now, hey, uh, Morris, I I think he's got something for us there. And uh, Harry takes the, the note and reads it. So the, the note says, hello, Yankee Doodles. There are Nazis here. Make sure to put money in bribe with your papers or else we might get shoot. Uh, this, me, please take care of Gregor. Sincerely, Pavel. I got to say, he's very polite, but uh, Morse, let's try to bribe these guards. But I think we better, we better be able to put our hands on our weapons pretty fast because this may uh, this may turn into a shit show uh, immediately. All right. And then Harry will, will, will reach out around the outside of the truck and, and, and pound on the side of it to get the guard's attention. Sure. Yeah. You do so and bang. And um, so the, 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 the three of you in the cab, you see the one that was talking to, to Grigori. He stays there and the one that has all of your papers goes around back to the back of the truck. And he so you he comes into view and he looks Harry displeased. Harry reaches out his hand and like to shake his hand, and you can see that his his money clip with his money is in the palm of his hand, and he goes out to to shake the guard's hand. He looks at like the car like directly behind you, and kind of like steps into their field of vision, and reaches out, shakes your hand, takes the billfold with money, and then turns and looks at uh, at you, Jonathan the scowls. Doesn't even do the courtesy of putting in the palm of his hand. It's like a wad of money handed out blatantly. Takes it. And then he looks kind of startled and points and says something in Romanian and while pointing at the marmot in the back. I reach down and pat, pat him. <laughs> Gregor! <laughs> um, he comes back around. He hands you back your papers. It comes back around, and he goes to the door, Ruby, that you're at, and he knocks on the door and hands you back your papers. And the two guards say something, and the one at the driver's side shouts to the one at the the barricade, or the, the arm. It lifts, and uh, you're waved through. And you're going, oh, that was, that was very close. I do not... It was very tense, very tense. But uh, quick thinking there, friends. Harry lets uh, Gregor cr- crawl up into his lap and nap. 
<laughs> there you go. Perhaps those funds may have been useful later on if they hadn't have gotten three successes against you. <laughs> yeah. That that was shitty. <laughs> All right, you handled it very well, Gregory. You are like Ice Man. You know, yeah. nothing gets to you. Please you take. Very... Please take You're hand off my this. thigh. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't know how that got there. <laughs> so anyway, Ruby, Gregor, I found him in a school, if you can believe it, a kindergarten. They thought he was a human child. It was the most bizarre thing in the world. I don't know why they were doing this. It was in the Carpathians. I don't know. Small village. Not there was the like 14 children in like Not one the of them. Breath. Very hairy. <laughs> I, uh, uh, what, what is what is emergency? No problem. We stop. We stop. He, he pulls over. Uh, you're on like you're going onto like mountainous roads. So there's like like a ledge on like your side of the truck, Ruby. <laughs> and he starts like and it's slippery, but he hits the brakes. And you slip and slide a little bit, but he knows how to handle a vehicle. And he pulls over. And what is it? What what's going on? And I open up the door, like fling it open, get out, and storm to the back of the truck. Bang, 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 bang. Hey, Ruby, what's up? Um, it's your turn to go sit up front. <laughs> oh, so Pavel, Pavel broke you. Is that what I'm hearing? Um, I don't, I don't quite know how to take him just yet. But right now, I want to change seats. That's fair. Yeah. Morris is a, Morris is a, he's a hoot. You'll enjoy it back here. And uh, Harry will go up with Gregor in his hand, in his arms and, and get into the cab of the truck. Hey, Pavel, here's, uh, here's Gregor back. He oh, was, uh... it's good. Oh, it's good to see you, friend. You too, you too, uh, Harry. Yes. Sure, Pavel, sure. Yes. I don't know what was wrong with Ruby. I mean, Grigori handled everything perfectly up here. She just, I don't know. Maybe the pressure got to her. I do not know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, I just, got, I just want to say thank you for sending Gregor back to us. That note uh, made, uh, well, made a tense situation much less tense. I was about ready to pull out the guns. No, oh, yes, sure, sure. That could have been fun too, though, to be honest. We could, you know, next time, on the way back, we'd, we'd pull the guns like <laughs> No, we would have all died. That's not a good well, idea. He's very negative, Harry. You're <laughs> going to have to deal with this. Very negative. Please this remove time. your hands from my, my inner thigh <laughs> no, again. Oh, how did that get there? Oh, jeez. It's very tight inside the cab. <laughs> So on a scale of one to ten, how bad, Ruby? Like twelve? How bad for for what? The situation or our comrades? I mean, column A, column B. Um, it was it was touch and go there for a while. Uh, our uh, it's um, how to say this politely? Um. It's a shit show up front. Um, however, we were able to uh, get through with, uh, you know, like paying off the guards and so forth. But uh, we have no money now, so heaven help us at the next one. Okay, great. All right. Do you, Sorry, uh, do you play cards? I mean, sure. I don't really like talking, but cards. I like cards. Oh, I could use some solidarity with cards. And she pulls out a, a deck from uh, the pocket in her coat. 
and start stealing. What do you play? Whatever you want. <laughs> Excellent. And five cards dud. All right. He proceeds to lose miserably over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> so you continue on. Grigori relaxes more, except for every time your hand slowly finds its way back to his thigh. <laughs> But uh, along the way, he makes small talk, and he talks. He uh, outlines the rest of the way of the of the route. He says, oh, "We take main road uh, as far as Diva, uh, about two hundred miles away. But um, from there, you will need to hike. As truck not suitable for uh, tracks into mountains leading to Zeltna." Hey, uh, Gregory, are you going with us, I'm, or are you going back with your truck? I assume. Uh, I will. I will go back with truck. This is what. This is my my part. I do my part. No problem. And I'm assuming that we have maps of the area that were given to us as part of our mission brief. So you do that, have you know, general. Yeah, you have general maps of the area, but they're pretty out of date. This is where. And so, you, like, they recommended talking with locals. That's where your your up to date information is going to come from. Like this is you're going to the middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. deep deep forests in the mountains. Like this wouldn't be a great place for for an outpost for for German soldiers because there's nothing here. Like it's just a strange mm -hmm. place that you're headed to. Hill um, says, "Uh, we will reach Diva by late afternoon. Probably too late to begin twenty mile hike to Zaltna. You you have to spend night in Diva most likely." The weather's cold, it's overcast as you guys continue on. There's little to no traffic on this road. Occasionally you see the odd farm lorry uh, carrying bales of hay or animal feed, but that's that's about it. After about, oh, maybe an hour of driving, you see Grigori gets kind of nervous again. He kind of uh, starts kind of muttering and he gets visibly stressed and he looks in on his side mirror out the back and goes oh we might uh, there might be company coming and he points behind you and the two in the back you can mm -hmm. notice this and and um and harry you, you've got another side mirror on your door you see a german staff car behind you like you see the flags and an eagle on the front like it's it's got the you can't really see the sides of the, 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 the car, but it's got, like, the emblems on the hood, and there's two motorbikes on either side of it uh, coming up quite fast behind your truck. And, Gregory. Uh, okay, hey, uh, what, Gr how do we handle this situation? Hey, if there's an area, just yeah, slow down, pull over, let them pass. And if they decide to stop for some reason, well, we, we commandeer their car after they have a tragic accident. Oh, okay. I, I, I take your advice. And he starts to slow down. And he kind of pulls over, and the car is just speeding. Like it is not breaking speed whatsoever. The two motorbikes beside it. Uh, and as it gets closer and closer to you guys, it goes to the side with the the room that he's given, and just speeds past the group of you, like with no interest whatsoever in the truck. And Gregory's, oh, oh, thank goodness, I was worried. That those those thugs and murderers are going to stop us and do something. Yes, yes, but should we be not be worried about where they are going so quickly? That, that oh, yeah. in itself seems concerning, does it? Well, yes. Pavel, I mean that's definitely a problem, but it's uh, it's not necessarily our problem. You know, we've got a mission. Oh. Okay, okay. It makes me sick to see them in my homeland. 
Well, yeah. you know, we're working on it. You know, it's like just be patient. Be patient. Okay, I I try. I try. Uh, you guys continue on your journey, and it's pretty much uneventful. And you you arrive in the picturesque town of Diva shortly after 5 p.m., just as the sun is beginning to go down. He goes, I, I will park Glory, and uh, for night, just outside town on the other side. In morning, you come and begin hike to Zaltna. But I will keep watch for the night, okay? Just in case. No problem. I... Is that uh, is understood? I will wait here for you while you continue to Zaltna. I will not go back. I don't like the presence of Germans here. Uh, this is this does not bode well. I hear what you're saying, but you need to sleep too, brother. You need to make make sure you I get will your rest. I will sleep tomorrow after you have you have left on your journey. You're very brave. We will not forget you. We you we, we would not have gotten this far if not for you and your quick thinking. Hmm. I so, appreciate. Uh, have you organized a place for us to stay for the night? Like your warehouse back? Uh, unfortunately, I don't have contacts here. That is why we park on other side of village, out of way where someone won't see us, so we sleep in back of truck. That makes more sense anyway. It might be chilly, but uh, we'll get by. Alright, so you guys set up for the night, you make some meals, you've got your rations, you've got your gear, you do your best to hunker down and sleep in this terrible cold. We still uh we, we still maintain a watch though. Yeah, oh yeah. I I figured you would. Yeah. <clears throat> um Yeah. So you sleep till the morning. Again, there's there's coffee brewing for you when you wake up. Uh, he doesn't have fresh bread filled with bacon, unfortunately, for you at this, this stretch of the journey. But uh, he's sitting there. You guys, uh, he's got a small fire that he's kind of warming up next to. And uh, he lets you know, uh, I will come to this very spot every morning at 6 a.m. and wait until sunrise, uh, which occurs approximately 7.30. I will do this every evening from dusk. Uh, until 5.30, you wait an hour. And I come here and I wait for you. Well, well, okay, so when you're done, whatever you do, I be here. So you count, count on me, sunrise, 6 a.m., for one hour. And sunset, dusk, for one hour. And I'll take you back. Good man, Gregory. You're a good All man. Right. All right. So it's a crisp time to clock some obvious things to remember this place. <laughs> sure. Uh, it's a crisp, bright morning. Um, you slept the best you could. And it's time to, to hike up a mountain trail to the old Zalt. mining village of Z Zaltna. Uh, he d Gregory, I, I don't have much, much, much parting advice to you, but I, I wish you best of luck on a mission. And I, 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 I will see you soon. Of course. 
thank you. And she reaches up and gives him a kiss on the cheek. Oh, my. Yes. You can ride next to me on way back. <laughs> not strange men. Not, not strange Pavel. Yeah, but, well, yeah, you know, I'm standing right here. It's very rude. You know, I'm very... But no, it's fine. It's okay. No, he's probably talking about Hammer. Don't take it personal. No, no, he was talking about me. He was very rude to me throughout it. I can say, be honest now, that we are out of car. He was very dismissive and rude, but that's fine. I just made sure that, you know, we didn't die because of things I noticed and made sure we made it. But, but that's fine. He could be there because of me. Anyway, let us go. I mean, clearly, he was just intimidated by your presence. He felt emasculated. Hmm. You know? No, no that is not true. No, <laughs> I, think, I think Jonathan says very smart thing here. I mean... With a man with a face like that, he cannot be wrong about this. Yes, look at him. <laughs> As you squeeze his cheeks. <laughs> what did you dream about last night, Jonathan? Anything I should be aware of? Anything strange? Something Actually, with gummy bears, perhaps? I haven't, haven't had any dreams since... Well, for about a year. I don't, I don't dream, I just lay down. It's darkness, and then I get up. Oh. Well, that is not good at all. Oh, no, 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 no. That is very bad. If uh, you never... Oh, dear. I have so much work to do with you. Good thing we have plenty of time. I was... We should walk together when we hike. We, uh, I could talk to you. We could work through why you not go to the dreamland and why you do not dream. It'd be a very bad thing, you know? Yes, yes, yes. You two walk together. I do Jonathan, and I will walk in front. Jonathan, after you. Just looks at Ruby's like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Harry will pull Harry will pull rear guard. Okay. And so we start. And so we start. Mm -hmm. I'm setting up the mountain sounds. <laughs> now you'll see, Jonathan, next time we go to sleep, we should sleep right next to each other, like with our heads literally touching. And then what I can do is I can enter into your dream while you are dreaming. I can figure out exactly what particular creature is preventing you from having dreams. Because dreams are very important. It keeps you sane. If you don't have dreams, you might go crazy. And if you are crazy, people would not like you at all. You know? Nobody likes me at all anyways. That's, fine. That's exactly my point. You'll see you haven't been having dreams, so you know you're just a little bit off every morning. Whatever. It keeps okay, you warm. Good. Keeps That's me a warm. yes. Cool. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. We so have fun. You set out. Uh, like I said, it's a bright, crisp, cold February morning. Uh, but you, you head out into the mountains. The path winds higher and higher into the mountains. It curves, spirals to match the terrain. It's cold. The ground is hard. It's unyielding. It's for unforgiving. Uh, for sights, you see the occasional goat grazing on scrubland, birds circling overhead, making crowing noises, but you see no signs of people or civilization as you head out into the mountains. After roughly five or six hours of hiking, you can spot in the distance a small stone cottage as you round a corner. You get a little closer. 
and and you see a small village huddled behind a peak like a clump almost like a like mushrooms or toadstools at the base of a tree up ahead um everybody make me an insight observation test difficulty of one as you see this village in the distance What do we got? Oh, you got a double. You got a critical success. Holy mm-hmm. crap! Huh? All right, <laughs> let me this add. This is that. like one of my worst skills, but somehow it's just like Alien. Yeah. It's like Claymore, man. <laughs> the DNA is a lot. All right, so you got a double success, and Pavel got a double success. So these are all carrying over. Excellent, excellent. Okay, very good. So to you, Ruby. It looks deserted. Like, you see nothing. It would, it's just a deserted mountain village. The rest of you... You look a little closer, and you see... That each of the ten or so small cottages... It appears they have gardens out in front. Like, maintained gardens. Like, you can see something... Like, things are being grown there. So these are not desert. People are here... Either living or whatever in this area... As you get a closer, you can see that there are chickens and goats dotted about, kind of milling about as you get closer. So there are, there are people here. How do you want to approach this? Do you want to kind of just go in? Like, how do you want to approach this village? Hey, Pavel, you're a... You, you speak the local language. Maybe, uh... Maybe you should make our introductions. Oh, yes, absolutely. I speak the language of the mountain. It should be fine. Let me just do some slight changes to the clothes. I will look like shepherd, and now we will be like wandering wandering shepherds. Lost our flock. Oh, yes, yes. And again, you will be going to marry my sister, and we need to find the flock. Very con- Don't worry. Just follow my lead. <laughs> Harry, Harry looks down at his slung uh, E-bar <laughs> assault rifle, and he's like... Yeah, shepherd. Yep, that's. Uh, <laughs> don't sh- don't show those. No, no, no. Normally we use Are your weapons like, really like wrapped rifles up? and sticks. No, he's got it. I mean, he would have it on a combat sling, you know, under his coat to a certain extent. Yeah, but, you know, you'd have to be able to pull it in case we came gotcha. across anything. So, Pablo literally is carrying like a shepherd's uh, axe. Oh, like, oh, those are you? All thin ones. Yeah, like he he is dressed and he's got like you know like some kind of Hamburg type hat and like you know the vest and everything. He he definitely. He's a wandering guy. He goes from mountain to mountain. Okay. Well, as you um, get closer, yeah. you see an old man like emerging from behind a shed at one of these cottages. And uh, he kind of looks at you oddly. The group of you, the four of you. He's uh, He looks like a local. He's dressed rather shabbily. Um, he's kind of hunched over and looks like he's doing his chores. And he just kind of stops and looks at the four of you as you kind of walk past his little cottage i will wave i will speak in hung i'll start in hungarian yeah i'll be like hello 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 my friend hello hello <laughs> see if that gets any response from he kind of he kind of he doesn't really smile but he just waves at you and watches <laughs> looks and you he said and hello he, he doesn't <laughs> he 
doesn't say hello back. You're looking at the area, looking at the building or at the cottage, and you look at the other cottage nearby, and it looks like there, like there's no weapons, there's no vehicles, there's no nothing. Like there's no signs of technology here or uh, Germans, anything like that. Like just kind of like looking, you're just like, mm, okay, this place uh, at at glance seems untouched. Like. Maybe we don't have anything to worry about here. Yes, it hey, seems like a beautiful village. Uh, Pavel, why don't you see if they know the way, uh, if there's a better way to get to the Zoltan. Yes, yes, yes. Hello, my friend. Uh, we look for uh, Zoltan. Do you know how to get to the village of Zoltan? I'll say it in Hungarian. Then I'll like, try some Russian, some Hebrew. I'll go through all the languages that I have. <laughs> Just the whole gamut. I'll I'll speak in Marmot. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he, he'll, he'll understand the Hungarian, like, and he'll speak broken Hungarian to you. And he says to, uh, he's, he points to like the center of the village. And he goes, uh, Darius, see Darius, he, he help you. Yes, there is a, there's someone in town who can help us. A man called Darius. He can, he can help us. Yes. No, but th thank you, my friend. You are very helpful. Very much appreciate. He holds his hand up in acknowledgement, and then, like, kind of hunched over, turns back around, and goes back to like putting seed down for his chickens. Yes, there. Ruby, this is just like that village where I found Gregor. It's perfect. It's, it's <laughs> idyllic and wonderful. Perhaps we might find schoolchild here that is rodent. This should be wonderful. <laughs> Let's go find this Darius. Sure, you guys head in. He's, more and more people kind of appear. You see two elderly ladies collecting uh, firewood now in the area. and you, you enter the village and people are watching. And uh, eventually a, a grizzled, gray-haired, like a bear of a man emerges from a cottage door and approaches you. And he's got a, a, like, a friendly demeanor on his face, like a smile. And he comes over and... He holds out a big meat hook of a hand to shake your hand. You're in the front, I'm assuming, Pavel, and he holds out his hand to oh, you. Oh, yes. Natural-born leader. And he speaks in in Romanian. I will Jeez. speak in the Hungarian. <laughs> to him. I really he doesn't, he doesn't really understand. And then he uh, he switches to German. And greets, uh, no, hey, yes, I know German. Perfect. Yes, yes. yes. My friend, hello, My hello, name is hello. Darius, good to meet you. What, are you, Darius, what brings I you to the village? Oh, it's a very long story. It involves my sister. She was kicked by a mule, and, but fortunately, I have her fiance. With, but we are, that is a long story. We should not talk about We have business. We're trying to yes. get to the village of Zoltan. What what are you going there for? What's why you come through here? Why where you go? Oh oh yes 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 that is a, that is a reasonable question to ask and you are a reasonable man so I shall give you a reasonable answer. It is because uh, up in the village of Zoltan we are going to get a very special gift for the wedding between my my sister kicked by mule in in her her beautiful and lovely uh, uh, fiance Harry Harry come here say hello to Darius there are no sorry one. I'll speak in English uh, <laughs> yeah, come here. there are no people in Zoltan there are workers and there are Germans are you with the Germans that came through here recently and he seems kind of like agitated by that. Do I look like a German to you? And he's you got speak like a German. Big... Oh, so you speak German too? You know, just saying. You know. 
Uh, <laughs> every, Harry, if you want... Harry, Harry looks at Pavel and he's like, what are you getting us into? <laughs> oh, no, no, it's great. This is great. I'll tell you later. It'll be wonderful. Yeah, none of you understand what's being said, but you can tell the two of them are communicating. He goes, I... I don't know you. Uh, you with those Germans that came through here before. Those are the only ones interested in Z Zeltna. No, no, no. There are other people interested. Those who, uh, you know, want to stop the Germans from doing their hanky-panky. You know, that's what we are here for. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and make me an insight plus persuasion? With oh, insight plus persuasion. Oh, are, are you good at this? <laughs> Yes, I am fantastic at this. Difficulty oh. at two. You have two momentum. I will I will spend both of those momentum, please. You actually would have to spend three momentum to get two dice. Oh, yeah. Uh, Isn't that one for one in this one? Nope. Oh, yeah, it's, it's right. It's, he's right. He's right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. One for the first one, two gotcha. for the second one, three for the third one. So one right, momentum spend... you're going to spend? Yeah, I'll spend the one. Okay. Well, okay. Or you could also spend the both momentum and a threat and get the two extra dice. Uh, I can always do like a. Can I? Is, can't you use something for a reroll too? You can use fortune, fortune, fortune yeah. for a reroll, or you can use a fortune to get an automatic crit. Or oh, I can just crash roll like this in your face, Matthew. <laughs> okay. He looks at you and he puts his hand in his beard and he kind of thinks. He goes, "All right, I, I pulled the tufts you, of my mustache. You do not so seem we both like have facial hair. You, you." You have trustworthy face. You do not seem... Uh, I do not believe you are with the Germans. Please, please, please. Uh, come into my home and we can talk. Warm up. It looks like you've been out in cold for a long time. Yes, yes. He says we can go inside. He's, we can warm up, but we cannot shit inside his house, though. He's very, very specific <laughs> for that. I don't know why. It's very confusing. Sorry about <laughs> the... We were. We have different uh, rooting interest in local soccer teams. Why? Uh, inside, go. Where are you from that that has to be, like, cleared every time you go someplace? You know, What's when you are... You? I travel very frequently in different mountains, and, you know, there's not many toilets. So, you know, it's confusing sometimes. When you get back in civilization, you have to click, you know, click switch. Not always easy. So, Matt... <laughs> yes. Uh, you, uh, Pavel, you definitely... You terrify me. I just want you, it's got to be put out there. You are, you're definitely a terrifying human being. Yes, yes, I know, I know. Inconspicuous, yes. Sh sure, yeah, that's what I meant. Inconspicuous. Yes. Mm. Okay, <laughs> so he, he brings you into his cottage. He welcomes you into his... Uh... His kitchen, he's, uh, please take take chair, uh, let me throw logs on fireplace, warm you up. And he makes you all a hot drink. It's not tea, it's not coffee, it's just like a mix of like things that they've picked out there. It's like a, a tea that they make of things that grow in the area. This yeah. is special brew. If you drink it, you will, you will have vision of, you know, who you will marry later in life. <laughs> That's all right. I already know I'm marrying your sister. Oh, yeah, there he is. Oh, that makes me so happy. Brother-in-law. My good brother-in-law. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Now, Darius, do you have do you have school children here? Do you have, like, kindergarten or anything? No, no. It's mostly old people. And all the, all the young ones who could, uh, are good workers, were taken away by uh, Germans uh, not, not long ago. Oh. That we, is not laughing matter. 
Way to bring the mood down. That's no, right. Uh... They, Darius said they took all the children up to the uh, the mining place. Did they work as like slaves or something? Well, oh, I don't know. They enter. Uh, so much has happened. Uh, roughly ten days ago, a huge, a huge ship or something appeared in the sky with glowing blue lights, and it passed over the mountains to the north. And two days after that. Eight German soldiers entered our village, gathering men and women of working age, and recruited them to work in the ruins of the old castle uh, out near Zeltna, and claimed it was part of uh, an, uh, an archaeological dig. Most of the villagers, we don't, we don't believe that, but uh, accepted the offer anyway, you know. They promised good pay, and there's not much work out here. We are in the middle of nowhere. There are, there are just 17 of us left, all elderly, and a, a few children. Pavel, what's, he, uh, what's this fella telling us here? I have no idea. He's just talking. Sorry. <laughs> I really wanted to make a joke, but I just couldn't get through it. Uh, I'll, I will, he's speaking like gibberish that, that you're to talk about. No, uh, yes, he said, uh, he said 10 days ago, there was the great ship Zeppelin, I think, probably is from his description. And then a few days later, the Germans soldiers came here and they, they stole all, they took all the young, the young people to go work at Castle up in, up in, up in mountains where we are going. There's something about archaeological dig or job, but uh, Darius doesn't, doesn't know. Uh, well, that's bad news for them, but good news for us. That means we're on the right trail. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, did, now, Darius, did, 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 were, did, is there any more uh, you could give us? Were they, uh, oh. uh, did they, <clears throat> was it violent? Did they, were there people? Did they, they say uh, any other specifics? Uh, it's not violent, but uh, nobody's returned. People go, they not come back. There was one one young man by the name of Eddie, and he he declined, and he went to go investigate over at the castle, see what they're doing, and he has also failed to return. Perhaps you go to castle and find out where where all of our young ones have gone and what they are doing with them. Yes, yes, I will. Yes, yes. Uh, he wants us to go save their younglings. He says there was someone named Eddie who went up the hill to look for them too. He has not returned. He is very insistent that we go, uh, we go save you know, the people of his village. He's being very pushy about it. But I think he's, <laughs> I think he's, you know, in the right, more or less well, speaking. Tell him uh, if he can help provide us uh, a better map and a layout of the area, and maybe some provisions. Uh, we'll see what we can do about uh, shutting this German operation down, and then maybe his people will come back. Okay, okay. Uh, hey, Darius, yo, hey, you got uh, one of those maps things of the locations? We I need could, maps. I could draw. I'll you, translate. I could draw. You, I draw you map to go there. Also, I know of. I know the castle can only be reached by foot, and I know of an old uh, hunting trail. I can. I can point you towards, and maybe you can go there un, unnoticed. I make this Darius here. guy is like the perfect guy for us to talk to. He has so much information. He's got like <laughs> hunting trail we can take. It's going to be great. He's not going to take us. He's going to show just, us because we're the heroes. Just, uh, but he kind of interrupts. He says, "But please, please, uh, one thing. Don't, I don't, don't bring war here to my village. Please, don't endanger any of us. Promise me that, and bring my people home." 
Oh, no, no, no. Look at the faces of the friends I brought with it. Look at Look at the Harry. Look at the Ruby. Ignore that one. That's fine. He was kicked by Mule as well. It's very strange. Very coincidental. Uh, no, no, no. It would, no, no. I mean, maybe, uh, but preferably not. Probably. It, you know, things happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good, very good. It is late. You cannot make the trek tonight, but uh, you you can stay in my home. You 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 all have beds here, and you can stay with me, and you can have a good night's sleep before heading out. He says we can stay, and I can sleep head to head with Jonathan. Do you have more questions for our new friend? I, <laughs> um, uh, Pavel, I have got nothing. Pavel, can you can you directly translate for me? Oh, of course, I will do a hundred percent perfect one for one translation. <laughs> I appreciate that. So I'll go and I'll, I'll sit beside Darius and I'll I'll take his hand and I'll be like, um, like kind of point to to Pavel and myself and then to him, indicating that he's going to translate for me. Be like, uh, thank you very much for letting us stay in your home. It's great German. Oh, wait, no, it's German. It's yes, German. I German. forgot we were doing German. I was like, I don't know what. <laughs> it's German. <laughs> A very interesting dialect there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, was, I was clearing throat. Yeah, I was clearing throat. Yeah, I will, I will perfectly translate. Yes. Sure. I, I, this is my first time abroad, and to be honest, I am a little afraid. Is it is it is it possible um, to tell me a bedtime story? Tell me a story of your village and the castle, and how everything came to be here. Only then I I feel I'll be able to fall asleep. He's <laughs> he goes ah. Are you translating that perfect one for one? Yeah, I say at the very and at the very end, like if he's giving me a weird look, I'd be like, no bullshit. She really said that. <laughs> that wasn't me this time. She's so pushy. <laughs> he goes, ah, perhaps we get uh, Mother Miaru here, and she, she is the oldest woman in the village and collector of stories. She can tell you tale of, of castle. History of castle is very interesting, very interesting. But I don't know if you will get much sleep after that. Well, Ruby, feel free to stay up and listen to stories, but uh, I'm an old soldier, and I know when it's time to hit the rack. He, he, he says, I will get my friend. She lives in village, Irene, and she speaks some English. She can she can translate for mother to the rest of you. Oh, no, no, that is not necessary. I, I never, I can do it. No problem. No, mother, mother only speaks Romanian. Oh, no, I can <laughs> speak, you know... Damn it, I should have picked Romanian. Why did I pick Russian? <laughs> the name of the adventure is the Romanian imperative. <laughs> I forgot the name of the adventure. That would have been the perfect... <sighs> Alright, we'll quickly run through this story and then we'll call it a session here. It's funny because there's like a huge page of like history on the castle and you just asked for it, Megan. I didn't have to force it upon you. Nice. So, yeah. he calls for his friend Irene... Arena, uh, and she fetches this old mother, this this old, frail old woman, 
heavily wrinkled face. She comes in. She's got like a thick layer of blankets around her. Very elderly. And she sits down. She's nearly blind. She kind of like feels around when she comes in. And she sits down on the chair. And they bring her over like a warm drink as well. And she feels around for it. And and uh, she, she goes into the tale of the fall of Castle Pietra Alabastra. <clears throat> Bear with me as I read a lot. 300 years ago, this area was prosperous and happy. The people tended their flocks and mined silver from the ground. The local lords were just a fair. Were just and fair, sorry. The old baron died and his son became the new ruler. People say that he was a sorcerer who used magical stones to make himself powerful and that he had killed his father to claim a treasure that was found beneath the castle. The new baron hired workers to dig a new mine directly below the castle itself. The people continued to tend to their flocks, to mine their silver, and life went on as normal. But as the years passed, the baron became cruel and selfish. The miners would speak of how he was always pushing them to dig deeper and deeper below the castle. But they found no silver, no gold, and they begged the baron to allow them to return to their own mines, where there was wealth to be found, but the baron refused. Then one day, a miner came staggering into the nearest village, clutching a handful of sapphires to his chest and muttering, He killed them. He killed them all. Half mad with fear and exhaustion, the miner collapsed and was cared for by the villagers. That night, the baron came. Some say that the miners must have dug too deep, that they had pierced the walls of hell itself, for the baron came with an army of demons at his back crazed he was thirsting for vengeance against those he called thieves and traitors his demons laid waste to the village and when the sun rose the following morning nothing remained but a few smoldering ruins the other villages heard of the baron's assault from those few poor souls who managed to flee his wrath the men gathered arming themselves with whatever weapons they could find together they marched on the castle to hold the baron to account as the men approached, they cried out in terror at the sight, for from the walls were hung bodies of those miners who had toiled so long in the baron's mines. The baron himself stood atop the gatehouse and called down to the assembled villagers. He said it was not he who had brought the demons to their lands, that he was seeking the weapons he needed to defeat them. The men did not believe the baron, they began to attack the castle gate, hammering at it with axe and pick, while the baron pleaded with them to leave for their own good. As the villagers continued their assault, black clouds began to swirl in the sky, forming a dark spiral centered on the castle. The baron retreated from the walls, disappearing within the castle. The villagers were afraid, fearing dark magic at work. A chittering of stones begun... In the area, the villagers clutched their heads in pain as the voices of thousand demons sought to claim their souls. Some fled, others were driven into animalistic rage and fell upon their friends in a wild frenzy. Still the clouds circled and the sky turned black. An echoing scream reverberated across the valley. A bolt of lightning erupted from the castle and into the blackened sky. An azure light could be seen for miles, and time seemed to stop. Then a silent explosion tore the castle apart, sending a shockwave across the valley. Flattening everything in its path, the remaining villagers were torn limb for limb, 
and even those who had already fled to higher ground were deafened by the blast and pelted with debris. In the days after the event, men from the village returned to the site of the castle to recover the remains of the dead and attempt to find some reason for the disaster. The castle was almost completely collapsed in upon itself as if it were swallowed by some great beast from beneath. The stories say that those who tried to explore the flame-scarred ruins went mad. Some of the men took their own lives, others attacked their families, following the orders of the dead baron who commanded them from beyond the grave. From that time until now, we have avoided the whole of the valley. It is cursed, and no good will ever come of unearthing the secrets of the past. With that, the old lady is tired. She seems winded, and she asks to go back home. And Irina takes her back home after translating this all to English for you. And uh, you, you settle down for the night. Now with the, the, the terrible history of this castle and this valley that you're marching into. And we'll end it there for this week. There we go. Head to head. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be fine. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't sound that bad, right? Army <laughs> of demons. Yeah. yeah. Going mad. Yeah. Army of demons. Yeah. It was probably a mistranslation is really what it was. You yeah, know, she, exactly. I'm sure that was She's just a crazy old lady, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure that once Henri joins us, uh, we'll have it well in hand. Oh, yeah. Henri's here. <laughs> we'll say Henri is in Darius's house. That'll be the mm. easy way to introduce him for next session. <laughs> oh, hey. oh, there's a Frenchman here. Whoa, where'd you come from? <laughs> Quick, get him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, that'll bring us to the end of session one. We've got... Uh, Excellent. Let's do a round table, find out whatever he's got going on between now and then, and uh, we'll call it a week. Jeff, what do you got going on? Uh, well, normally we play Delta Green on Friday and Wondering on Saturday over on twitch.tv slash lollygaggers, but we're, uh, we got a sick uh, player, so I think we're going to take the week off, but oh. we will be back on Monday for some Ultraviolet Grasslands, so you can come check that out. Uh, I'm also over on Defenders of Cobalt on Saturday uh, in the morning or like early afternoon. We're playing 5th Edition, and at night we're playing Darkest House from Money Cook Games, so fun times. Very cool. Megan, what do you got going on? Have you been playing board games? Funny you should say that, Matt. I I took the plunge and I've played Twilight Imperium, fourth oh. edition. Oh. Can I come over and play? Yes. Yes, you Me can. Too. I've always oh, wanted to play that game, but I don't know anybody who would play it. It's yeah. freaking amazing. It it's freaking amazing. It takes forever and you have to have the expectation that it's gonna take you like twelve hours to play. Yeah. But man. With some good snacks, it's fantastic. Seriously, let's talk afterwards. I really want to play that game. Okay, absolutely. That's awesome. I bought Hero Quest and played it with my son for the first time this past weekend, and he loved it. So we're gonna make our way through the campaign, and I bought the two expansions, and we're we're doing Hero Quest. Awesome. Very cool. Nice. Uh, Aaron, what do you got going on? Uh, next Wednesday on Garblag Games at, I want to say, uh, 9 p.m. Uh, GST, uh, we'll be starting Lex Arcana. Ooh. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Lewis is going to run a, run a group of us through Lex Arcana, so that should be a fun mini campaign. Uh, and then, uh, Thursday, I'll be back same time. Uh, 9 p.m. Uh, GMT uh, for 
the other Modifius 2D20 game that we're playing right now, a little bit of Dune uh, with Siege Abicot, and then Thursday night I'll be here for more Actun. And Jeremy, what do you have going on? Good to be hanging out with you awesome people. I'll do some Ultraviolet on Monday with Jeff there. We'll do a little Pathfinder on Defenders of Cobalt on Wednesday night, 9 Central, and then, you know, hopefully punch some Nazis next Thursday. Yes! Yeah, I, I think yes. we're getting close now. I think we're getting close to, to the Nazis to yeah. punch. I feel like someone's going to get punched next time. It might not be Nazis. Yeah. It might you know, be we'll a friendly Hungarian. Head head. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, takes us. it's going to be Evan. <laughs> that's that's who I thought you were talking about. Just saying. All right. Um. Yeah, and I'll be back next Thursday because we don't have Alien next week, and those are the only games I've going on right now. So yeah, I'll be here next Thursday, same Actoon time, same Actoon channel for more Cthulhu. Uh, thanks to the players for playing. Thank you to Modifius for supplying Garblay Games with copies of this new game, and uh, thanks for everybody who joined us. Hopefully, uh, you had a good time, and we'll see you awesome. next Thursday.